This morning on the third hour of today, so hard to bear. Washington, D.C.'s beloved pandas now leaving earlier than expected. I see them almost more than I see my family. We're live with how they're getting ready for their possum send-off. Then later, we're counting down the holiday rush with some of the hottest toys this season, including some new twists on old-school favorites. Plus, it's a Halloween edition of Superfood Friday. Joy Bauer answering our candy questions and sharing some sweet ways to use those leftover sweets. And then, let's indulge in some spooky spirits, Halloween cocktails, and mocktails to serve all your ghosts and goblins at the party. That's today, Friday, October 27th, 2023. Live from Studio 1A in Rockefeller Plaza, this is the third hour of today. Oh, good morning. Welcome to this third hour of today on this Friday morning. We need it. Yes. Yes. It's a long wait. Uh, This is Craig. This is Al. This is Dylan. Uh, Chanel is off this morning. Thank you so much for wrapping up your week with us. There are lots of different places you could be, and you've chosen to spend some time with us. Uh, Now now that you give them that option, they might go, (laughs) what? Don't do that. Don't do that. Please stay. Uh, I mean, what is this, October 27th? It feels like... We're kind of heading into a summer weekend in parts of the country. It really is. I mean, it's so warm outside our window right now. In fact, several states saw record high temperatures yesterday. Guess what? We got more possibly falling today and tomorrow. As you take a look at the maps over the next couple of days, we are going to be looking at temperatures that are going to be like more like the uh, really mid-July. Atlanta today and tomorrow, 79, 80. New York City near 80 degrees, mid-70s in Cleveland. But then look at that drop. Those of those temperatures are going to be coming this way. St. Louis, 81 to uh, today, 53 tomorrow. And so it's looking a little rough. Now, let's talk about Halloween because, of course, everybody's thinking about that. Okay, our Halloween forecast on Tuesday evening looks like this. Let's go to the map. You can see scary snow showers what? for Chicago. Wow. Some spooky showers in the mid-Atlantic states yeah. into the northeast. Atlanta, just some clouds, so that'll be nice and spooky, 60 degrees. Los Angeles, partly cloudy, 72. Some clouds in San Francisco, 65. It's going to be 33 in Billings, so a little on the chilly side. Uh, the kids will have to probably put some jackets on, yeah. e- either over or underneath. That's how my uh, mom always planned our costume. Yeah. How many layers I could fit underneath it. The costume. Yeah. So, but it looks like in the, in the northeast area, it looks could like it's- be a few showers. All right. Well, we can't wait to celebrate Halloween, especially around here. It's always, I mean, seriously, one of the most fun days of the year here at the Today Show. Last year, we all dressed up, remember, for some Vegas-themed fun, as I levitated there as Adelaide, Carson's assistant. Uh, That year before that, we embraced the football fever, dressed up as some of our favorite NFL stars. And this year, (laughs) it's hilarious. This year, we're planning something extra special. You'll just have to tune in to find out what we have in store for our two-day Halloween extravaganza. It starts on Monday because we're going to give you some costume clues. And then, of course, the big reveal on Tuesday morning. So if you're in the area, come on down. Join us on the plaza. Uh, Don't forget to dress up. There's always some sort of costume contest on the plaza, too. So uh, what are you guys doing for Halloween? Nothing! Well, no, you you give out great candy. You give out candy, but I'm not getting dressed up. You don't dress up for the candy? I, they're getting full size candy bars. That's enough. But you don't have a customer or anything? No. Oh, I didn't know that. No, I go as you. <laughs> yeah, that really scares them away. That's, um, we are, we're going to trick or treat the neighborhood. Now, are you doing your family theme again? We are. We're going to do the family costume. Uh, it's being worked on as we speak, but oh. this is the first year 
where there's been dissent in the family. Uh, really? Okay. Because as the kids get older, oh. you know, Delano's like, I don't yeah. want to do, I don't want to be a part of your family. <laughs> oh, yeah. Want to dress up like that? Yeah, oh, that's like Christmas story. <laughs> right. Yeah. Oh, this is the kangaroo from last year. Yeah, no. Last year we were kangaroos. I can see why he, he's yeah. dissenting. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yes. Del's exa- actually showing some taste. <laughs> True. How about you guys? Um, you notice my makeup's a little bit different today because today's Calvin's Halloween parade at school, yeah. and I'm Princess Peach. I so I that. had to lighten up the makeup a little bit for later today. You're gonna go, oh, so because you didn't want to go as the hot as, Princess Peach. Yes, I didn't want to go like you know all smoky eye Princess Peach. So <laughs> we toned it down a little bit. What are you gonna wear as as Princess Peach? Princess Peach's dress. Oh, you actually have. Oh, you got the full thing. <laughs> I've got the crinoline that goes underneath and everything. Wow. You've got Bowser, Mario, Luigi, and even a little toad. Send the pictures. Aww. Yes. I can't wait to see those. Send the pictures. <laughs> well, we, nice. we wish it was a a trick, but it's not. It's almost time to say goodbye to. A national treasure, several in fact. The Smithsonian National Zoo's beloved pandas, they're going home to China. And they're going home to China earlier than expected, actually. There's a lot of work being done to get them ready for the big trip and to get us ready as well. NBC's Kelly O'Donnell live at the National Zoo. Kelly O, this is a sad story. I'm certainly heartbroken about it, and so are many fans of pandas. And I think, just picking up on your conversation, Al, a panda costume, be inspired, because people love pandas. And here in Washington, we're thinking, you have just a couple of weeks left to visit the pandas, to see them here in person. That is because China owns all the pandas that are in the U.S., and the lease agreement, the contract to keep them here, ends in December. And the National Zoo is deciding that they need to make the big trip a little before that deadline. They'll be traveling with their veterinarian, with their zookeepers. It's quite an expedition to get them to China, and it ends a half century of pandas here in Washington. Saying goodbye can be unbearable. The beloved giant pandas of the Smithsonian National Zoo have long been the most popular attraction here. I am sad to see them go, but it was neat to see them today. A sentimental transition is underway for the panda staff. I see them almost more than I see my family at home, so it's... It's hard not to love your job when you're working with pandas every day. The big change ends 50 years of panda diplomacy. In 1972, First Lady Pat Nixon welcomed the gift from China. I am pleased to be here and accept the precious gift of the panda. Later, China leased pandas to U.S. zoos, and that deal is over, forcing the return of Mei Zhong and Tian Tian after 23 years in Washington and their cub, Xiao Qi Ji. Certainly, uh, lots of mixed emotions. To prepare for a 19-hour flight to China, the pandas are now in crate training. Look at that. Good girl. That is the biggest part of preparation for their shipment is because they're going to be spending hours in that crate. So we want to make sure that they're very comfortable. Their flight is a kind of Panda Express operated by FedEx. FedEx has actually transported 15 pandas on 10 separate uh, flights over the past two decades. With extraordinary in-flight dining, 60 to 80 pounds of bamboo will be served, plus favorite treats. Mei Shang really loves her pears. Tian Tian really loves sugarcane. Um, Chao Shiji likes butternut squash. And then they'll all get apples or carrots, sweet potato, things like that. For fans, their November farewell is bittersweet. I'm just heartbroken that they're leaving. 
such an attraction here and they are 200 pounds of cuddly and certainly they delight kids who visit and there is limited time to see them in washington in atlanta there will still be a chance to see the four giant pandas that are at the atlanta zoo that contract goes until 2024 here at the national zoo they're going to renovate the exhibit hoping other animals could make that home and maybe even trying to get china to allow other pandas to come here that's a big question mark but for the next couple of weeks the crowds we expect will be very busy because the pandas have always been a giant draw and certainly there'll be a lot of interest in seeing them before they make the trip to china so think about it for a costume al All i think right. there's a chance you know you'd look great in that oh, oh my and, gosh uh, it would yes. be friendly when you open the door to the kids <laughs> I was going to say, I remember covering a Lingling and Singson back in 1976 down there. Yeah. So that's it. Like that. Once they go back, that's it. We're out of pandas. The well, there, there are no other pandas. The Atlanta Zoo. Right. But, but that's then when they go back. We can't it. find like we no. can't source a China, panda from anywhere. China owns all the pandas and most of our debt. That's so right. It's, all right. OK, well, uh, let's move on from that. Uh, speaking of dub bears. They are playing on Sunday night football, Chicago taking on the Chargers in L.A. So it is time for our Friday football fever trivia. This question coming from Football Night in America analyst Devin McCourtney. Oh, Devin. Hey there, today's show, friends. Here is your Friday football trivia question. The Los Angeles Chargers has such a dominant defensive line in the 1970s and 80s that they even had a powerful, well-deserved nickname. What was it? A, the fearsome foursome, B, the backbreakers, C, the bruise brothers, or D, the doomsday defense? Hmm. I'm going Uh, with C, the bruise brothers. I think D. I think doomsday defense as well, I think, but I'm not sure about this. What's the the word? The answer is C, the bruise brothers. That front four consists of Fred Dean, Gary Johnson, and Louis Kelcher, and Leroy Jones formed one of the most dominant defensive lines of their era and even led the league in sacks in 1980. I bet they are hoping for some of that defensive magic on Sunday night football. See you then. See you then, Devin. (laughs) All right. And don't miss Sunday night football. The Bears take on the Chargers. Coverage begins Sunday night at 7 on NBC and Peacock. Congratulations, Dylan. Way to go. Oh, good. It was a good win. I needed that. I haven't won one yet. (laughs) All right, when we come back, we have some special guests in Studio 1A because we are talking about pets' health in today's checklist. Look at those cute little puppies. And we also have some advice for Halloween and the cold weather that's coming, too. We'll be right back. This morning in today's checklist, we are focusing on our pets. October is National Pet Wellness Month, so now's a great time to brush up on some safety reminders, especially ahead of Halloween. And the, oh, the cat just oh, meowed so right on cue. Cats actually meow. Uh, here with advice to keep our furry and feathered friends healthy, <laughs> dog trainer and pet expert, Andrea Arden. Welcome back. Thank you for having me. This is so nice. And I love the fire hydrants that we have. <laughs> they have only been here <laughs> since before I started I on the show. I love these hydrants. They're the same all, hydrants. How, how often should we be taking our, our furry friends to the vet? I think the most important thing people need to remember is that an annual visit is really important for a number of reasons. One, obviously for vaccinations um, and also for parasite preventatives. But the other reason is because if you go every year, it gives your veterinarian an opportunity to do a baseline assessment of your pet. 
whether it's a dog, a cat, a bird, it doesn't matter. A baseline assessment is saying, what is my pet's normal at this time? So if they do get ill in the future, the veterinarian can, can compare those two numbers. So baseline tests might be for blood work, okay. for liver and, and kidney function. Um, they're, of course, going to check their skin, their coat, um, their beak if it's a bird. Sure. Um, and then the other thing is that there are some baseline tests that are specific to certain animals. So, for example, if you have a breed of dog that is prone to hip dysplasia, they may do an X-ray. Um, and if you have a bird, they may do a DNA test if you can't assess their, their gender. You know what's right funny? Look. We have a parakeet. Oh, okay. Tweet, and tweet. Tweet, tweet the parakeet. <laughs> and we got the test done. Yep. We hit boy or girl. Well, when we got Tweet Tweet, it was a girl. And now Tweet Tweet's a boy after the test. Did not, and apparently that's not terribly uncommon. No, not at all. And yeah, weight's an issue to too, right? Weight's a big issue. So one of the things they're going to assess is your pet's weight mm-hmm. because obesity is affects about 50% of cats and dogs hey, in America right now. Our little, our, our little pepper. She's oh, yeah, 12 years old. And she yeah, kinda... I mean, you really want to be on top of that because there's mm-hmm. so many related health issues, including heart issues, joint issues, skin problems. Um, and I always say to people that one of the most important things you need to consider with weight mm-hmm. is that food yeah. Does not equal love. So how do we sure. how do we manage that? Um, well, I think the thing is, you know, keep them on a good routine. Mm-hmm. Um, we can give them special treats sometimes, but we don't want to overindulge them. That's mm-hmm. actually not a good thing for them. Yeah. Um, we want to make sure that we up their exercise appropriately, mm-hmm. according to what our vets say. And these are some great options for what like we food call puzzles? yes, interactive toys, food uh-huh. puzzles. And there's there's types for all different species of animals. Uh-huh. And what these do is. You feed your pet their normal meals from these, or sometimes special treats, and they get to sort of hunt for their food out of these toys. So it exerts mental and physical energy. This would be for a a cat? I think this is for a cat. Yeah, although I guess it could be for a dog, too. Yeah, a very small dog. (laughs) Just (laughs) a puzzle. Um, So winter's right around the corner, and I... When I walk my dog and I see all the salt and the chemicals on, you know, the sidewalk, the ice melt, how do we protect our animals from that? You know, I think there's two, there's many concerns as we move into the winter, but the two big ones are chemicals and salt is one of them Mm -hmm. and antifreeze from cars is another. So I think one of the things we need to consider is potentially having an area if we live in a house Mm -hmm. where we make sure we use no chemicals so that we know it's a safe zone. But obviously, we also want to walk our dogs. Right. Um, so you want to make sure you clean their feet when they come in, because it's not only that it can cause irritation and burn their feet, but they can lick their feet after, oh, and that yeah. can cause an upset. Okay. Um, and and you might also want to use good booties. Too. Yeah, Once so your dog gets used types. to them, exactly. they're, they're actually fine. Yeah. You can okay. find some that work for your and dog. What about Halloween? Because yeah, there, yeah, there are oh. certain things you got to worry about, right? Yeah. Well, the thing is, you don't have to worry about how cute they look, because they look really <laughs> cute when you put them in costumes. Um, I always say to people, you know, have fun, dress your pets up. If your pet is comfortable with it. Mm-hmm. And clearly, this cat and fine. these two dogs are perfectly well, fine. Oh, look um, at Lemon. Lemon. But the things I really want people to think about are, number one, are costumes comfortable for our pets? Uh-huh. Make sure you don't leave the costumes on unsupervised because they might chew them and ingest something. And then other things to consider are we have a lot of candy around yeah. during the holidays, right? So we want to make sure that we keep that out of reach of our pets. Is it true that chocolate is really dangerous for dogs? It is. And I, I don't want to speak too much on this because it's so specific. But I will uh-huh. say this. There are certain types of chocolate that are even more toxic. And it tends mm. to be the chocolate that's the darker chocolate. Okay. But regardless of what it is, yeah. if your pet ingests it, 
you want to make sure you contact your vet immediately. Really quickly, let's introduce the, the animals here. Your dogs. Uh, this is Toby. This is Toby. Lily. Lily. This is Lemon. Oh, you did good. Well, thank you. <laughs> Thanks, very excited. Thanks for being so well behaved. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you. Thank you. Oh, wow. Lemon's ready. Wow. Lemon's ready. All right. Andrea, thank you. Lemon's just like her owner. Oh, look at that. Okay. Now it's going to the dog. Hey, coming up, just before all heck breaks loose, uh, here's some for a different kind of dog you don't need to walk. We're going to share some of the hottest toys out there. Hey, kids and animals, what could go wrong? But first, we're sharing an important health message everybody needs needs to hear, especially this one, because this one kind of hits home for me. Third hour of today, I'll be right back. We are back with an important message for your health. 20 years ago, we lost NBC News journalist David Bloom, a beloved colleague and friend here today. In 2003, David was embedded with American troops in Iraq, passing away from a pulmonary embolism at just 39 years old. Since then, his widow, Melanie Bloom, has made it her mission to raise awareness about blood clots, which affect nearly a million Americans every year. Melanie's here, along with Dr. Jeff Barnes, a cardiologist with the International Society of Thrombosis and Hematosis, which marked World Thrombosis Day earlier this month. Good morning to both of you. Good morning. morning. Thanks for having us on. Melanie, uh, I, I, it's hard to believe it's been 20 years. Uh, uh, David was with the troops traveling in the legendary Bloom Mobile, uh, but it was about tight quarters and remaining in one position for long periods of time. What do you remember about then and, and, and the last time you spoke with him? Right. I spoke to him about two nights before he passed, and he was mentioning some leg cramps. But of course, he's in the midst of a war, and there was you know so much going on, and we didn't make much of that. It was just sort of a passing comment. But only two days after mentioning the leg cramps, he, he was okay. gone. And so I learned after the fact how very, very important those leg cramps actually were. It was a warning flag that both of us were fully unaware of. And it turns out, Melanie, that David has a genetic condition that made him more susceptible to blood clots. It turns out your daughters actually have that same genetic condition. So what it that's what right. do you do with that information? That's right. And we were unaware of that, fully unaware. Um, actually, it was the autopsy that revealed he mm-hmm. had factor V Leiden, which is a clotting disorder that he, it's genetic, he had inherited it. And so we realized that was sort of the tipping point. He had other risk factors, the long haul flights, the restricted mobility in the tank, and then dehydration from lack of water. But then to find out he also had a clotting disorder, that was sort of the perfect storm mm-hmm. that brought about his death at age 39, young, fit, and healthy. Finding out that our daughters also inherited that same clotting disorder at first was distressing, but it turned into sort of an, a gratitude because knowledge is power. Yeah. And knowing that, yeah. we know how they can live their lives and stay safe. Well, Dr. Barnes, let's, let's turn to you for a moment here. This genetic condition, yeah. how, how common is it, first of all? And, and secondly, what are some of the risk factors? Yeah, so this condition can be very common. In fact, if you have Western European ancestors, it could be one in 20 people who actually have this condition. Mm. But it's really all of the things that come together. And I think Melanie really described that well. It's things like being dehydrated, having restricted movement, whether it's you know being confined to a car or a plane or maybe being in a hospital. We know many of these happen after a hospital stay. And then you add this condition on top of it. So really important to know your family history and know if anyone in the family has had a blood clot. In fact, doctor, talk about the signs 
of a clot, both when you're talking about deep vein thrombosis in your legs or pulmonary embolisms, which I had yeah. uh, when I had my, my medical emergency late last year. What are, what are some of the signs? that you? Yeah, my, my patients at U of M always ask me about this, and I tell them, look for the swelling in the leg or that cramping that you get, especially if it's one leg more than the other. That could be the blood clot starting in your leg. If it breaks free and goes up to the lung, it's usually a relatively sudden onset shortness of breath yep. or some chest discomfort that Which you might feel. Which is what I had, too. Exactly. Ended up, and that's what triggered the emergency. Yeah. And, and what would you, then what, what do you do once you feel those things? Well, when something like that comes on pretty quickly, you want to get a hold of your doctor right away. So if it's a, a problem with the leg, that cramping, the swelling that we talked about, give your doctor's office a call, get evaluated. If it's the shortness of breath, the chest pain, and again, it's really sudden onset, you probably need to go to the emergency room for a really quick evaluation. And and Al, Melanie, you know, worked here when, when David Bloom was here. So you you know him. But for folks who you, you just tell us about some of the memory you have from him and why it was so important to take up this cause in his memory. Right. And I'm, I'm so thrilled that 20 years later, after he's passed, mm-hmm. that people remember him oh, yeah. and that he left sort of a legacy of his work behind yes. the Blue Mobile. Mm-hmm. And um, he had just such um, an exuberance and a passion for life and loved working here and really spent his life being a journalist, informing people about what is important. Mm-hmm. So taking up this mantle and trying to talk about what took his life is very important. And I've actually received letters that David's story has saved their lives. Mm-hmm. So I can't think of any better way to honor his memory than that. Absolutely. Melanie, really quickly, the girls, the three girls, how are they? They're great. Thanks for asking. Yep. Yeah. They were only, the twins were nine and Ava was three when we lost David. Aww. And and we were blessed to, here they are. So yeah. um, and I'm now remarried, Dan McNulty, and mm-hmm. he was also um, widowed and has two children. So we combined us all together, mm-hmm. Brady Bunch. <laughs> and so we, you know, we feel like that's oh, another message picture. I fold into a message of hope yeah. for those who have gone through this and lost. Besides, besides his work and his his journalistic legacy, his smile is what I always remember. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Melanie, Doctor Bloom, uh, Doctor Barnes, thank you so much. Thank Great you. To see thank you. you. Uh, Melanie also wrote about her mission. Uh, about David and her mission, you can read her essay on today.com. The third hour of today, we'll be right back. We know it is still October, but if you want the hottest toys during the holidays, you have to act now and get them early. So this morning, we have the Toy Insiders Editor-in-Chief, Ali Merjeski, here to tell us what all the kids are going to be asking for this year. Ali, good morning. Good morning. Are you ready to play? I'm ready to play. And the kids <laughs> have been ready to play. We've got Edric and Nate here with our – Edric and Luke. Sorry, mixing up your, your kids, Matt. Um, this toy is awesome. Yeah, so this is Spill Again from Fat Brain Toys. It's so super fun. Kids are going to, go ahead, here, give it a push. Kids are going to push down on the timer, get it started. The timer is going to count down, and okay. then all of a sudden, they're not sure when. What's going to happen? Do you know? What's going to happen? <laughs> oh! Run away! Get the balls! It makes and then the you mess. can run around, you pick them up. One? Okay. That's a fun toy. <laughs> Here we go. Clean them back up. All the cleanups included in playtime, so it's perfect. Oh, I, I love like the cleanups included. Yes, that I is like so that. cute. All right, well, let's uh, let's introduce. This is Seven. This is Nate. This is Reese here. Yeah. And they're playing with this furry. Well, two of them are playing with this furry toy. 
What is, what is this thing? So this is Fluffy Stuffies from MGA Entertainment. This is so super fun because it's a whole bunch of play patterns in one. So you get either a large or a small plush, okay. and kids can start pulling the fluff right off. And parents are like, that's going to make a mess. Right. But it comes with a bag that you can make a new plush character out of all the plush you, plush you pull oh. off. It changes colors as you pull it away. So you get that reveal play, that collectability, that tactile sensory play all in one. How do it know? I don't, you just <laughs> why, take it why back. Why do it know? Go ahead, give it a pull. And you just put it back in the bag and when you're you done? And then you put it in the bag when you're done. You get a second rainbow. What do you right. think? Do we like it? <laughs> This one doesn't yeah. <laughs> All right. And we got Nate here playing with a with a Pikachu. Yeah. So this is the Pokemon Train and Play Deluxe Pikachu. This is an interactive figure, so you can pet Pikachu. You can hear Pikachu's gonna talk. You can feed him his little treats there as well. You can talk to Pikachu, and he will Pika back. So this is like amazing for kids who are big fans of Pokemon. All right, let's let's. Dylan's still cleaning up Sorry. balls. This is just this is what I do all day, every day. Oh, is, is this life right? This is, so this is the light bright, but as you can see, no pegs, right? So mess free, this is light bright touch from Basic Fun. As kids press on the buttons, it'll change color. I can show you this one back sure. here too. So you get all these patterns. As they press on the buttons, they'll change color. So you just cycle oh. through them. You can play games on here. Uh, we've got an animate mode down there. So the pictures will move around well, as that's well. That's really cool. So this is super fun. We've yeah. got Mackenzie, Brayden, and Kendall here. Definitely. All having a good you time. You guys liking this? Perfect yeah. for on the go. You can take it in the car as well. Meanwhile, Parker down here has made a, <laughs> Parker's made a new best friend. Yeah, definitely. So Doggy is everyone's best friend. This is from Wowie, pros at robots. So we've got this robotic pet here. Once we turn on Doggy, any of them, we'll take a look oh, at yeah, her. Sure, I'm mine are all glued down here. <laughs> you can pet Doggy. Oh, look at that. He'll communicate through his tail. So he'll oh. show different emojis of what he wants, hearts when he has to poop, when he needs to eat. You can feed him his bone, take that him for a walk. Kind of it also has an amazing app. That Does has it come with a little electronic bag to pick up? <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't, but you can play with or without the app, which I absolutely love. The yeah. app just adds a ton of features to it. But when it comes out of the box, it looks like this, and you cycle through the different colors to get the eye shape, the eye color, all of oh, that. you can customize So it. it's a customizable dog. Oh. You don't know what it's going to look like when you turn it off. Oh, is it finally. expensive? This is $79.99, so under 100 bucks. Which Giant is size of an old school deal here. <laughs> oh, this is fun. So this is a classic play this game. This is fun. You guys know this one, right? So this is I'll Giant play you, Dylan. All right, go ahead. Sorry, Get in there. Get competitive. <laughs> okay. You just drop them in. What uh -huh. I love about this is it's perfect for the whole family. So this yeah. is a great gift for the whole family to play together. And it is an all-weather board. So you can play indoors, outdoors. So once the weather gets warmer, <laughs> you can make up your own rules. See Don't how it cheat. Goes. <laughs> All right. This is a great, this would be a great yard game. This is a there perfect yard game. It's perfect for the summer. Oh, for they got four. Snow days when you I get did. stuck inside. You don't have four. <laughs> now you cheated. We got now four. you have four. All right. All right. Thank you. Thank thanks, you so much for having me. Hey, by the way, thanks, kiddos. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Nice, good. And the best days. part is you all get toys. <laughs> That's right. And a bag of sugar. All right. Uh, just ahead, Joy Bauer is here with a Halloween edition of Superfood Friday, asking, answering all your candy questions. It's asking, answering, doing it all at once. Then later, oh, we're looking forward to this. Sounds like you've already been in the bag. I started tasting already <laughs> some spirits to serve at your Halloween party festive drinks, including a fall twist on sangria. And there's something for the kids as well. Third hour of today, we'll be right back. We 
are back with a spooky edition of Superfood Friday. Not really. Uh, today, nutrition and health expert Joy Bauer answering your Halloween candy questions. From what to do with those leftover treats to tackling your kid's sugar rush. Uh, this is t- this is a timely segment, Joy. Oh, it is. So, we, you know, we know that all of our kids, especially if you've got young kids, are going to be eating a lot of candy. Probably not just mm-hmm. on Halloween, but over the next few days. Weeks. Right. Uh, yes. yes. So we've got one viewer who has a, a question about setting limits. Let's, awesome. Let's listen. Hi, Joy. This is Dana Candela from Merrick, New York. How can I control the amount of candy my kids eat on Halloween? You can't. No, I'm kidding. Yeah. No. So, so I get this question every single year, and I think my answer may be somewhat surprising and possibly cause a little controversy in the health community. Here goes. Let them eat candy. Halloween is only one day a year, and to kids, it's about dressing up, trick-or-treating, and gobbling down lots of sugary candy. And I think as adults, if we overly restrict, here's what's going to happen. They're going to create secret stashes. They're going to sneak eat, and there's going to be resentment. Um, And by the way, if the kids overindulge and they end up with stomach aches, it winds up being an opportunity for a learning lesson about mindfulness. See, that's what happens. Then they have to enjoy their desserts and their treats in Mm -hmm. smaller portions. So it's Mm -hmm. all good. All roads lead back to let them eat candy. The problem is Halloween's on Tuesday. There's a Halloween party today. There's a Halloween parade right. tomorrow. So it's, it's actually five days. Five day, days. Not a Halloween or a Halloween. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, well, now the other deal is the parents and having candy around. We get a little question here from Jenna from Florida who's worried about all those treats. Do you have any tips for not eating all the candy I'm going to be passing out for trick-or-treating? It's so tempting. <laughs> okay, so this is one of my own best tips. It's actually something, a strategy that I do. Buy candy that you don't like uh-huh. so that it's not tempting. Oh, so I think call. as grown-ups, we're drawn to the nostalgic chocolates like Snickers and Reese's and Junior Mints mm-hmm. and Twix and Butterfingers. Oh, like, don't get me started on Butterfingers. Ooh. I would eat the whole bag. So what you have to do is think about what you don't like. For me, it's like the sour gummies or lollipops or hard candies. And this way, if, you know, it doesn't test your resolve, you're not going to be drawn mm-hmm. to it. And also treats can be non-food things too. Right now there's big discounts on things like neon stickers and light up rings That's and true. spider rings mm-hmm. and um, the wash off tattoos. Yeah. Kids love that stuff. Yes, That's a good point. All right. So then afterwards, we're left with all this extra candy that we didn't just eat. What can we do? Uh, this is a question about what to do with leftovers. Hi, Joy. I'm Steph. Hi, I'm Charlotte. And this is James. Any thoughts on what we should do with our leftover Halloween candy? That's Okay, they are the cutest. (laughs) That is the cutest. So, yes, there are a lot of things you could do. The first and probably most obvious is to donate the candy stash. So you could tap into local food banks or nursing homes or hospitals. There are also programs that deliver the leftover candy to military service members. There's one that's called Treats for Troops. So those things are great. One thing that I love to do with leftover candy is you save some of the stash, and I'm going to show you how to take it and combine it with healthful ingredients for a culinary adventure. So this first thing that I have is called a frozen yogurt candy bar. I think we have a video. So I'm crushing up my candy. I lay out Greek protein-packed yogurt, sprinkle some of the candy over, freeze it, and then you have bark that's filled with calcium and protein. So this next one... I'm calling it a peanut butter cup oatmeal, and I actually have some samples for you guys. So 
It's an oatmeal loaded with fiber. Uh -huh. I put on some peanut butter cups, mm. a drizzle of peanut like butter. Peanut butter cups? Well, uh, you like have peanut. almonds. Oh, good. There. Oh, oh, good. This one is almond oh, butter for cred. Almond butter here. Yeah, and and then um, some this, some peanuts I'm, on top. I'm a little nervous to try oh, you're this. Right now. <laughs> I've never. It's had really delicious. Oatmeal. Okay. It's a fun thing to do with the kids. It's a little bit of sugar with a whole lot of nutrition. And the last one, I also have one that is a banana split. Mm -hmm. And you take a banana, you cut it lengthwise. I put a little bit of Greek yogurt over the top and a, not a little bit of a candy bar and then crushed nuts. And you dig in and you get the potassium from the banana and it's all good. And I'll put those on my Instagram so everybody knows how to make them. This is delicious. It's a little bit of sugar with yeah, a whole lot of good, right? You, it's a nice compromise. And happy trick or treat. Happy oh, Halloween. Thank you. And to you guys. Happy Halloween. All right. For these recipes and more, you know what to do. It's today.com slash food. All right. Up next, we are going to make some real treats, fun Halloween drinks, including a milkshake for the grown-ups to enjoy while the kids eat all that candy. Mm -hmm. We'll be right back. All right, so you can't have a Halloween party without booze. Uh, well, this morning we're sampling Halloween cocktails, and don't worry, you can make some of these for your little ghouls and goblins, too. we got today culinary producer and food stylist, Ms. Katie Steele. Katie! You're going to show Katie. us how. Katie. Good morning. Good morning. So we're starting with apple cider margaritas. We are. Two Ooh. of my favorite things. Everyone is apple picking this fall. Sure. Yes. You're always going home with a ton of cider. So right. what I thought about doing was mixing it with a little bit of tequila. Oh, Why okay. not? Why not? It adds a little bit of sweetness, so instead of using like agave or simple syrup, mm. we're simply replacing it with some reduced apple cider here. Okay, so, so that's why it's in there. Yeah, I'm it's cooking not it down because I want to concentrate those okay. flavors and concentrate uh -huh. the sweetness. Once you do this, let it cool a little bit because you don't want to add hot cider right. to your tequila. It's no. just going to water it down yeah. and nobody wants a watered down cocktail. No. Okay. In my shaker, I have a little bit of ice. Uh -huh. I'm going to add a splash of the reduced cider, some lime juice. Oh. Right? Yeah, that'll, that'll wake cow. you up on a Monday morning. Oh, it's Ooh. Friday. That's the most delicious thing I've ever had in my life. Oh, that is really good. Oh, my god! I had tequila. I'm doing I a thought blanc. it was going to be sweet, but it's not. It's not so sweet because you, you the apple cider doesn't have a ton of sugar in it. It's just the natural sugars mm -hmm. from the apples. And you've got a built-in stirrer, too, with the cinnamon. This is so good. What Seriously? you can do if you want it to be a little smoky, do it with mezcal. Oh, okay. okay. Very good. Shake that up. Rim your glass. I wasn't even paying attention to what's in it because it's cinnamon so Cinnamon sugar, and then I just serve it with a little bit of donuts because it's cute to have a little bite. Very sweet. Wow. A little decor. Love Very it. yummy. Sangria with a twist? Sangria with a twist. I love sangria. This is great for a party because you can serve a ton of people. It's the season for Concord grapes, and I feel like they're underrated, and people don't give them as much recognition as they deserve. So here's my here's my preach for the Concord grapes. Okay. In here, we're using the juice. We're going to add some dry white wine, a lot of it. Okay. Like the whole bottle? <laughs> the whole bottle. Okay. And then you're going to add some velvet falernum. So I got this Whoa, tip. What's it called? Velvet, velvet falernum. It's a rum-based liqueur that has notes of like allspice and lime. Um, I got this tip actually oh. from Garvey Alexander. So shout out Garvey for this. All right, Garvey. Just to sweeten it up a little bit. Right. little orange juice. And then some Cointreau again too. But it's just not really sweet. Round Despite everything flavor. going into it, it's not sweet. Yeah, well, the dry white wine helps to balance it out a little bit. Mm. If you want to, you can add less syrup or more syrup if you like a sugary drink. I don't. And then serve it in a cute little pitcher like this. Add some Concord grapes for display, and it's perfect. Wow, this All is right. equally now, delicious. You're two for two, Katie. Okay. okay. I think I'm going to win you on this one. Oh. This is like the piece oh. de resistance. Everybody has a bag of candies at the end of Halloween that they don't want to do it, right? When the right. trick-or-treaters come, you're like, oh, great, not all these mini candies. So I thought, why not take those and make them into a no-churn ice cream that you can then use for either a boozy milkshake or not. Okay. So stand mixer, whip mm -hmm. some cream, and then you're going to add in some sweetened condensed I milk. Yeah, you'll blend that so up. Rich. Mm -hmm. <laughs> 
Add a little salt. bit of salt, a little bit of vanilla, and then this is the fun part. Have your kids get involved with the kids' safe knife. I know Calvin's good in the kitchen. Yes. Mm -hmm. Chop up some candy bar pieces, and then you literally fold oh. them in. And that makes ice cream? This makes a no-turn ice cream, just like this. Wow. Oh, wow. Pop it in, freeze it overnight, and you could scoop it up and pop it in the blender. Oh, wow. Or oh, you could just eat the ice cream. <laughs> like, yeah. Also just eat the ice cream. That's awesome. You can add cocoa powder to this, too, if you want to do oh. a chocolate version. Mm -hmm. That's also really, really delicious. Kind of reminds me of my favorite... Um, Chain restaurant milkshake that I know what you're I'm exactly it's delicious. Yep. Milkshake. And then I think this is gonna win Craig over. Bourbon? We're do some bourbon. Oh, <laughs> didn't right. see it coming. Oh, you didn't read the now note. I'm excited. <laughs> didn't read the note. No, I a little bit of those. milk. Okay. And then you just blend that up, and then it gets to be this beautiful creamy consistency. You can top it with which a little bit of whipped cream. So Has this one is they all have booze okay. because we're all over 21 here. Um, this one is chocolate, and then that one is vanilla. Oh, I'll have the vanilla. And then this I just vanilla. rim the glass with a little oh, bit yeah, of vanilla. Halloween yeah. sprinkles and some chocolates on top. Mm. And it's festive and fun. Easy for kids and for adults. Oh, baby. It's wow. good, right? I know. Oh, that is strong and that, delicious. And the great <laughs> thing is you got a Halloween parade at school. <laughs> I can just see Dylan now. Come on, kids. Let's, <laughs> let's go. Everybody here. All right. Well, thanks so much, Katie, for but these recipes. Up <laughs> That's right. Prince, no one will know. You're going to be actually Princess Pickle. Uh, for these re <laughs> recipes, head to today.com slash food. Way to Cheers. go, Katie. Wow. Cheers. Cheers. Happy Halloween. Third hour today, I'll be right back. Cheers. All right, now to kick off our weekend, we've got some walkers we want to shout out from our Start Today community. First off, got Barbara, who Yay. went for a lovely afternoon walk I with her sister, Catherine. Barbara! Barbara, way to go. Barbara. Cheers. And then Catherine. we also have Lori in Massachusetts enjoying a walk with her buddy, Lori. Cheers. Tammy from Virginia is enjoying the fall foliage on her walk. Good job, Tammy! Tammy. Cheers! Suzanne enjoying a beach walk in Florida. Way to go, Suzanne! Suzanne. And finally, Cheers. we have Elaine who walks in her local park every day and watches those leaves change for the fall. Elaine! Good job, Elaine. All right. Thank Thanks you to all. all our fabulous walkers. If you'd like to be part of the fun, scan the QR code to sign up for the newsletter or head to today.com slash start today. He doesn't even know it's my line. No, he doesn't. Who cares? He doesn't. <laughs> Keep moving. Monday on the third hour of today, we're going to count down to Halloween with some costume clues and some spooky shows. Coming up on Hoda and Jenna, comedian Jim Gaffigan. Jim Gaffigan. Drink up, Shriners. We'll see Have you next week. week. Have a great week. I hope. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Mm.